Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. And a forewarning for this episode, this is going to be incredibly geeky, uh, something that I actually really enjoyed researching, to be honest. I'm hoping, of course, uh, as we said, the, po- the podcast isn't just me being indulgent or Aaron being indulgent. It's about serving you, providing you know, quirky information and, and as much different things as we can. So hopefully you enjoy this because this is a, an, an interesting and quirky and strange tale of why the tax year uh, in the UK starts on the 6th of April. Hear us out. Very interesting story. Uh, but we have to roll back quite a few years first. But before we do that, most of the world, quite sensibly, in my opinion, chooses to have their tax year start on New Year's Day. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Absolutely fine. Start of the new year, happy days, 1st of January, makes perfect sense. But oh, no, 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 not the UK, not England, whatever. We like to be a bit different. And there's a history of why that is the case. But of course, the personal tax year, 6th of April, is still different from the corporation tax date as well. So confusion upon confusion, but here, we're not here to talk about corporation tax. This is how does or why does the UK have the 6th of April as its start date for the personal tax year. So we need to roll back a few centuries. And back in the good old days, so 15th century before whenever, the year used to be divided into quarters, effectively. And obviously December the 25th is Christmas, uh, but March the 25th, uh, was also known as Ladies' Day, was the start of the new year in in England. Now, I'm sorry for interchanging between England and the UK. The reason for that is obviously the Act of Union didn't happen until 1707. So anything before that, I'm going to refer to as England. Anything after that, I'm just going to call it the UK. That's the reason I'm I'm doing that. So 1707 was the Act of Union. So apologies if I'm between England and and the UK. It's It's not me being vague. It's just how it was back in the day with the timeframes that we're talking about. But March the 25th, Ladies' Day, that was the start of the new year. And then you'd have June, March, June the 25th. I'll have to think about that for a second. September the 25th, December the 25th. They were, they, they'd be your quarters. That was that. That's how it was. Everyone's happy. Everyone's having a good time. And this was all under the Julian calendar. So that was established by Julius Caesar uh, when he was a Roman dictator a couple of thousand years ago, a couple of thousand years plus. However, under the Julian calendar, the year had 11 months of 30 or 31 days uh, with one month, which is was February, is February still nowadays. And that usually had 28 days, uh, but every fourth year or leap year, uh, it would be 29, just as it is nowadays. Now that worked really well for centuries. No issues, everyone's having a good time, apart from war and plague, everyone's having a good time. But the challenge of having such a system and having it over such a long period of time was that people started to figure out that the Julian calendar didn't actually quite align with the solar calendar. Solar calendar being the time it takes for the Earth to move around the sun. And again, it doesn't really affect anything in a day, but over hundreds of years, that creates a bit of an issue. So by the late 1500s, people have started to realise that the Julia, Julian calendar uh, was about 11 and a half, 12 minutes longer than a solar year. So the Julian year 
about 12 minutes longer than a solar year. But as we said, over time, it's added up. So to the latter end of the 16th century, it's about 10 days out of date. Like, ah, bit of an issue here. Uh, the church were not too happy about this because it messed around with Easter quite a lot. Easter was getting later and later and later, and normally had been you know celebrated early by by the church back in the day. So the Pope had a bit of an issue with this as well. The Pope happened to be Pope Gregory, which is where we get the name Gregorian from. So that's where the Gregorian calendar comes from. It comes from Pope Gregory the Thirteenth. So in October 1582, he basically issued a papal bull, uh, which is known as the Intergravis Mass. And he solved the problem. Basically, three days, three leap years, three leap days were omitted, sorry, every 400 years by the authority of a papal bull. And again, it's the Intergravis Mass one. OK, fine. And then everyone adopted the Gregorian calendar. However, England at the time did not do it which is conflict with the Roman Catholic Church, and nor did Russia. So both of them carried on with the Julian calendar. Now, going back to why England probably didn't adopt the Gregorian calendar back then, is uh, we've had a history of, of not being, we don't like being told what to do in England or, or the UK. We don't like being told what to do. I'm not going to mention Brexit. We just don't like being told what to do. We've always had this attitude of, meh, bollocks, if you tell us to do it, we ain't doing it. But back then, Tudor period, we're talking, uh, the, the reason basically why this would have come about was uh, Henry VIII, king of six wives, as you probably already know, his first wife was Catherine of Aragon. And he wanted to, to he didn't like her that much, uh, wanted to divorce her. But the Pope at the time refused. Uh, he would not allow the uh, marriage to be annulled. And apparently, uh, Anne Boleyn, who is Henry VIII's second wife, uh, said supposedly to Henry VIII, well, you know, I love you, I want to marry you, but, oh, you know, if the Pope's not going to annul your first marriage, then, you know, why not just break away from the, from the church? Why don't you create your own church? Henry VIII, being Henry VIII, went, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Boom, next thing you know, Church of England. Stick two fingers up to the Pope. I ain't listening to you. I'm going to crack on. I'm going to get rid of my first wife. I'm going to marry my second wife. Uh, then I'm just going to behead her a few years later for, you know, being adulterous. Good old 16th century. That, of course, ruffled the feathers of Rome. They didn't like that at all. And this is probably why when in 1582, Pope Gregory is saying, hey, look, guys, we've got to change to this Gregorian calendar now. Uh, England at the time under Elizabeth I probably went, nah, bollocks. We're not doing that. Up yours. See you later. However, let's fast forward 170 years. We're now 1752. Talking the United Kingdom. They're still on the Julian calendar. Challenge is that England's now, or the United Kingdom, whatever, is 11 days out of alignment with the rest of Europe. God only knows what that would have made trade like back in the day. So they kind of said, Parliament kind of said, ah, well, we're going to have to change this. This isn't good. Not good at all. We're going to have to change it. So the decision was made at the start of 1752. Uh, I think it's called the Chesterfield Act or the Chesterton Act, something along those lines of, of, of that time. Basically said, yeah, we're going to get rid of 11 days in September. We're just going to drop 11 days in September. Sod it. So in that year, 1752, 
September the 2nd was followed by September the 14th. As you do. Imagine if you had a birthday that time, that wouldn't have been too good. But you know, these things are what they are. However, that almost sparked or it did spark riots because the good old people of the country are sat there going, well, hang on a minute. You've just shortened the day. You've just shortened the year by 11 days. But you're still expecting us to pay tax for 365 days where we've only got a 354 day year. Well, that's not quite fair, is it, government? So they were rioting. Now, to appease the people, Parliament got together again. And after being, you know, I understand if, if you're a person, you're robbed of 11 days of your life, you're going to protest about it. Of course you are. They wanted fairness. If we're going to have, you know, align it, basically, either charge us 350 to four days tax or sort it out, make it 365 days. Now, Treasury being the Treasury were a bit concerned and they didn't want to you know, mess around and, and not get tax. Want to get as much tax as possible. Basically convened and said, hey, hang on a minute, let's make it 365 days. Let's make the tax year 365 days. So basically, because the government had taken away 11 days, the Treasury decided in 1753 to add 11 days. So the start of the year, start of the tax year, which again was traditionally the 25th of March, remember, that hadn't changed, plus the 11 days was magically moved to the 5th of April. Problem solved. But... You're probably thinking now, well, Rob, actually, number one, this is quite exciting. I'm actually enjoying this podcast. Number two, Rob, but you said the 6th of April, but we're only talking the 5th. Good point. Well made. So that's 1752, Problem solved. 5th of April is. But Treasury got together in 1800 and um, kind of realised that, oh, hang on a minute. We're... Um, yeah, 1800s, uh, a leap year in, in Julian calendar, but not the Gregorian calendar. So we're kind of doing ourselves out of a day of tax here. This isn't good. We, have, we want to get as much tax as possible, please. So they put a decree together and uh, basically said, yep, um, we're not going to do ourselves out of another uh, leap year or another day of tax because of the difference between the two calendars. So we're just going to move everything forward by day. And uh, they moved it to the 6th of April. Voila. Uh, interestingly, the same concept didn't happen in 1900. So as we are today, uh, 2021, it's, it's as it was since 1800. No one adopted the practice in 1900 or indeed the year 2000. So they have it. That is why the personal tax year is the 6th of April. I told you it would be quite a bizarre story. But interestingly on that, as I touched to at the start, uh, the corporation tax year in the UK is completely different. And interestingly, I haven't actually looked into why this is the case, but I thought it was interesting when I found it, uh, that the UK government's own financial year runs from the 1st of April to the 31st of March. So again, completely different. Hey-o. But if you ask me, it all comes down to culture, how things were back in the day. And I say culture, culture of almost stubbornness to anyone telling England or the UK what to do. We don't like it. We never have liked it. And uh, hey ho, that is why the April or the April the 6th, that is why April the 6th is the start of the personal tax year here in the UK. 
I hope you enjoyed that. As we always say, we love getting feedback. If you enjoyed that and you want to hear more quirky stuff, I'd love to do more of that personally. And you know, let us know, robertpmpodcast.com. Again, at the same time, if you weren't a big fan of that, again, let us know. Again, email us, uh, robertpmpodcast.com or leave comments under the socials. And, you know, we are getting better at social media, more frequent posting when the episodes are coming out with the links, etc., etc. Hey, if you don't like an episode, let us know. You know, we're here to serve you as best as we possibly can. And there's a lot of property stuff out there. Loads of things are going on as well. We just want to add that a bit of a twist here and you know, getting into the nooks and crannies of stuff like that. To be honest, was uh, I was really excited researching this, uh, to be honest. So hopefully you've heard that in my voice and you've learned something new because, hey, you never know when this is going to come on, on a pub quiz. And trust me, it probably will at some point. And then you can go, boom. Robert, the TPM podcast, he told me why. I'm going to re-listen to the episode and I'll make sure I get the answer right. So, but until next time, I'll feed the same.